guys, it's Maggie and Lisa. We're back with a new podcast. Uh, today we're talking about our investigation at Mantino State Hospital. Uh, when we did this recording, the, the place was basically in ruins. Uh, it was built in 1927 for, it was mainly a psychiatric hospital, right, at least if I remember right? Yes, yeah. It was built in 1927, and when we went there, it was completely dilapidated. All the the buildings and surrounding areas were um, just taken over by weeds and vines, and the ceilings were coming down, and bricks were everywhere. Windows were busted. Uh, but the way we knew about this hospital was that um, we heard many stories about this hospital being haunted because it was a past psychiatric hospital. And there's so many stories about the tests that they were doing there and the crazy conditions that these patients um, lived in. Um, I remember a story that was um, rumored to be true that there was a farmer that lived uh, I guess like in back of Mantino who had to move because he always found bodies of people who were trying to escape Mantino hospital in his cornfields. Like every year he would find bodies and finally had enough of it. So he finally moved, but that's just one of the many stories of the craziness that went on in Mantino. Weren't the reports that the workers were trying to escape too, Max? Yeah, I mean, the bad conditions don't extend to just the patients, the workers, you know, um, there are people who it was um, striving when when the Great Depression was going on. So these people had to work somehow. And I'm sure those conditions um, carried over to the workers. And, you know, they had a they had to pay for their living. And there were some bad people there. So Um, I'm not exactly sure, you know, what happened there, but I'm sure it trickled over to the workers too. Oh yeah, definitely. I I mean, I think by the, um, I think it was the 1940s, they had over 8,000 patients and that, and they didn't have as many staff to keep up with all that work. So um, yeah, that's, that's insane. The Mantino State Hospital is just a nightmare inside of a nightmare of all the things that went on there and all the, the crazy reports that happened there. And uh, we went with uh, David Scott from IPRA Strong. And we also went with Adrian Alvarado, who is a historian. And he had an interesting story as well. Um, what drew him to that place. And uh, there were reports that he went into a dark place um, after visiting that area, something drew him there. And he didn't know it was haunted. He didn't know anything about the negative energy at the time. Um, But he would actually sleep there, he said. And he just visited often just something just drew him there. So when we went there on our investigation with David Scott and Adrian Alvarado, um, the spirits were using the spirit box to communicate to us. And they kept calling out to David and also Adrian. So they knew who they were. I said Adrian. You want to talk to Adrian? Go ahead. 
right here. What the fuck? Sorry, it's a David Scott twice. It's freaked me out. And uh, Maggie and I, we were pretty shocked. What, uh, what we, we didn't expect that, right, Maggie? We didn't expect to hear them call out to any of us. We just, we just went there to investigate and uh, see what we can get. But um, yeah, we caught some really awesome things. Yeah, we went there with completely open minds as to what was going to, you know, show up on our evidence. And when we caught the kind of responses that just made sense, like my favorite one of all time is the one where we're in the, uh, the hydroshock therapy room and he's like, I'm back in the tub. Like what? Like you can't, you know, you can't, we're recording these voices and to be in that area where the tubs were actually like you can see these tubs still they were still in the ground when we went of course they were all rusted out and empty and everything but the ghost box said i'm back in the tub who's here with us best evidence right there mm -hmm. Exactly, exactly. That excited us because the responses that were coming through were intelligent responses. It wasn't like residual energy there. It was intelligent responses that were um, communicating to us. So if, if that's not enough evidence, then I don't know what is. And we got so lucky that we were able to go inside the cottage area because that is now demolished. It's gone. You guys cannot go in there. Sorry, Oof, gone. But we got so lucky. Um, we got in there before they demolished it. And when I was in there, I felt like I had to keep looking behind my shoulder. I mean, I know I look a little stupid in some of the um, clips, but I swear I felt like I had to keep looking over my shoulder. Like something's over yeah. here, something's over there. And I, you know, you just felt that, that energy. Um, and the most amazing part, I think Maggie, I think you will agree. The most amazing part is when we heard something like you said, I think you, you said it was like a whirlwind or like a swirl or something. Yeah. It was like, keep in mind that we went, we went on, it was a summer day. It was nice. And the area that we live in, when it gets hot, it, it's not windy. There's no relief of any type of wind. It's just humid and hot and sticky and thick air. That's it. Mm -hmm. And when I tell you this whirlwind of just like wind and energy came around us, it was like, okay, this is not any type of natural occurrence. This is the supernatural this is a spirit this is something trying to communicate with us communicate with us or like touch us or do something that was crazy it felt like someone went like this to me on my arm is that a sign that you don't like people here no did you just touch me make a noise if you did No, I love how you describe it, Maggie. I, I love it because uh, you describe it better than what I described it as. So um, that thing was just swirling around. Um, I was calling out different spirits and I might've said some things that weren't very nice. 
because afterwards I experienced things at home. And I'm thinking there might have been a connection with Mentino State Hospital because of all the energy. But right when I got home, I remember um, I looked at my legs and they just felt hot. And then I looked and they were just red. I'm like, what the heck? I'm like, okay, maybe there was some chemical or something in that building I was allergic to. Um, so I I didn't, I just wrote it off. And then in the morning, I went to go use the bathroom and water was shooting out from the faucet up into the corner ceiling. Now, what in the world? I'm thinking that it, it just seems too much of a coincidence. And I think it's because um, I went there uh, kind of uh, calling out spirits in, in a negative way. Maybe I shouldn't have done that. But um, yeah, I feel like something might have followed me home. This was all the next day, right, Lise? Yeah, yeah. It happened right away. It happened that night when I experienced the redness and the, the warm in my legs in the morning. Um, I remember I got up and I seen water shooting to the ceiling. And I'm thinking, when did, when did that ever happen? <laughs> oh, um, whatever was in there meant business. And uh, that was the last time that I would disrespect I don't know, does disrespect the dead. And um, I should have listened to Chris, the medium from New York, because he told me before the investigation, do not disrespect the dead. So um, that was interesting. That was really interesting. It was a really um, crazy experience. I remember I had a small, not really a, I don't know if it's an experience or not, but do you remember, um, I don't know if it was the day after or the day before that I told you I had a dream that I was like in Mantino Hospital when it was like in its full. Oh, you didn't tell me. Yeah, I had a dream. I think it was either that the morning or the the day before or the day after. It was like I was in the hospital. Like I I was sitting in a wheelchair or I was like sitting on a bed, one of the two, and I can see like beds, like those pictures that you see on the internet. If you look up Mantino State Hospital, you'll see like rows and rows of beds of people. And I had a dream that I was like either sitting on a bed or sitting in a wheelchair. And that's all I saw was the rows of beds. Wow. And that's all I remember of the, of the dream, but it was That crazy. was before? That was before the investigation? It was, it was either before or after but it was like right then like right when we had the investigation or right before I don't remember exactly Holy if it was cow. after yeah no, it was crazy telling me that that's yeah I'm sure it was like there was more to the dream but I don't remember but that's the one thing I do remember is having the dream and like actually being in the hospital when it was in its like prime time wow okay oh yeah you're probably a bit in tune you know with that the spiritual realm yeah, maybe. I don't so, know. But it was it was weird like I woke up and I'm like that was weird mm -hmm. wow, <laughs> you know how you have those dreams and you're like oh yeah. I just dreamt it because you know I just experienced that or I'm thinking about the investigation or whatever the case is that's what I kind of um chalked it up to but I think it's a little bit more of both, you know, spiritually and then, you know, having it in my mind and stuff. So, yeah, I don't, you know, I don't doubt like that. I believe that some dreams are significant uh, to us. Um, I don't know if I ever told you this, this is going way off the subject, but this has something to do with dreams. Um, one night, my mom, she dreamt that she went on a helicopter and she died. 
And then um, she had no idea, like this is when she was about in her 40s. She had no idea that her sister, her brother-in-law uh, planned a birthday surprise for her on a helicopter the next oh. day. So when, when they surprised her and she went onto the helicopter, she just started sobbing and sobbing. They're like, what's going on? And then she finally let it out that she had that dream the day before that they died. So yeah, they went back. They didn't finish the helicopter ride, but who knows? I mean, who knows if something wow. happened, you know, because uh, yeah, that's, that's a whole different um, thing, but yeah, I, I don't doubt dreams you know they can be really significant at times yeah mantena is a whole different story like some of the stories that they have is they would do um lobotomies there they mm -hmm. would um have people who weren't even like licensed workers because it was back in the great depression and world war ii was going on all their qualified nurses and doctors went to the war to help the people so um, they didn't have very many licensed people working. So I think like out of 120 like nurses, doctors or whatever, only 16 of those had the credentials um, to actually work on patients and stuff. And then um, I was talking about the hydrotherapy room, what they would actually do with, because it was a psychiatric hospital, what they would do is take these patients and they would like shock them out of, I guess, being crazy by putting them in cold water and then hot water or vice versa one of the two and that would just pretty much shock them mm. um, it was some crazy stuff that went on in there like the stuff that you think about me being a nurse now thinking about the stuff that they would do back then it's it blows my mind how they like were legally doing this stuff and people were just like yeah it's okay try this on me you know, like, I don't know. I know what you mean. Yeah. Cause I work in that field where I, you know, help uh, patients as well. And yeah. it's insane to think that they put individuals in a, a tub with, filled with ice, like, you know, uh, splashing them in there and taking them out to do testing. That's crazy. Um, yeah, but I, they did a lot of testing there. I heard um, some people believe, or there's reports that they may have done some kind of malaria testing there. And yeah, just, yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if it was even illegal, the things they were doing there, but I know that the governor decided to shut it down around um, 19, I think it was 83, and they finally closed down in 1985. So they were up and running for about, I think it was like 55 years. Um, with that craziness that was going on. They said there was maggots everywhere in that place. There was feces, urine in corners. Um, it was just, that's why it earned the name Mentino Madness because of all the, the craziness that went on when it was up and running. But um, we believe that's why there is so much negative energy that was, that was trapped in there because of um, all the deaths the torture and that may have just captured so much energy and um, that's why people have experienced so many um, different um, sightings and hauntings there it's kind of cool to see though like when we went you can't go in there anymore obviously it's not there but when we go when we went in there you can see like 
just the shell of the place, but there was still like file cabinets in there. There was still like a wheelchair in there. You, like I said, you can see the tubs still in there that they used. It was wild. Oh, heck yeah. Heck yeah. Sorry, guys. Can't go in there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah. That's what we talked about on another podcast. You know, I wish they didn't tear it down because I wanted us to go back in there a few more times. But yeah. uh, it was it was an adventure. Didn't we hear like something like a rock throne or something? You know, we experienced that in many different areas. Like we hear either rock thrown or something closing. So they're letting us know, hey, we're here, guys. We're here. And they're willing to communicate with us. Um, I know some people believe that it's all demons, but those that's not my belief personally. I believe that um, some people can be trapped. Um, um, the only reason I believe that is because I don't, I don't feel angels would deceive us and I don't feel like demons would help us in any way. And, I, and many people have claimed they've been helped by um, family members that passed away. I can't think of the other experiences I we had there. Um, I love the tub scene. That that was like, that's when you knew that Adrian's like, this guy is bad. That's bad. I'm gonna say that. That's bad. He's like, this is not a patient. This is a worker, and he kind of <laughs> got that vibe. Remember? Yes, yes, I remember that part. That was, oh my God, if anyone knew anything, it would be Adrian, just because of the multiple times he was there. And can you imagine that he would sleep in there? That's that's crazy to me. The only reason that I would think that he would like feel a need to sleep there is that he was kind of like oppressed by the building or the spirits yeah. that were there. Like they wanted his company for some reason. Mm -hmm. And when we went there, it felt like he knew exactly who he was talking to, who was talking to him. He knew kind of where to go for like the kind of vibes and it was just, I felt like we took the right people at the right time to do this investigation. And that's why we got so much good stuff.